Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Yes, can you believe... We are now, what, 14 days till Iowa. Two weeks to Iowa, yep. Pretty exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I... I would have this piece of advice for everybody. Do not pay any attention to national polls from here on, simply because what happens in Iowa and then what occurs in New Hampshire will influence those polls dramatically and influence the later states. Uh, really, Iowa and New Hampshire is the only polling data we should be looking at right now. Because well, I'd state, add South Carolina to it a well, little. Well, no, any state after uh, New Hampshire is going to be, in, like South Carolina, is still going to be influenced. I mean, we can take a look at where things are now, but how people perform in both Iowa and New Hampshire will have a major impact on those states. It looks like Hillary is recovering somewhat, but she's still battling Bernie Sanders. And, uh, you know, she was finally asked the question if she's heard from the FBI, and her answer was no. You know, I, I didn't. I saw there were uh, some last night who felt like that uh, Bernie Sanders did really well and had a very good night. I didn't think it was really advantage for anybody. Uh, but obviously, uh, it was sort of funny, though. I had I did like when Sanders sort of had this Trumpian moment when he talked about how his poll numbers were doing so yeah, well. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. And, and, you know, that he was gaining momentum. And look. Speaking uh, of know, polls, he goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and, and look, um, uh, Sanders could threaten her in Iowa. And you've got the, the also the different rules for the Dems in Iowa, where if um, Martin O'Malley, for example, in every single precinct, if his people at the caucus do not have at least 15 percent, they are free then to go to the other two candidates who are there. So, you know, who knows? Where do those few O'Malley people? They're not many. But if let's just say he's got four percent in Iowa, that's still a big deal in a tight race. But, you know, it was I agree with you. And I think that's a factor. And I thought he actually had some pretty good moments in the debate as well. But Bernie Sanders, you know, I thought it was pretty funny. He said, hey, when I started out, I was 50 points back and yep. only three percent. And he's now running neck and neck with Hillary in Iowa, New Hampshire. He said we're ahead in New Hampshire. Um, I, he I should win in New Hampshire. Let's let's you know, let's well, face it. He should win there. I don't know if anybody should win anywhere but you know and then she says the details really matter that was pretty that was an interesting moment but she was also revealing that hillary acknowledged that she understands the buying of influence in government and then that raises questions about all the money that she's taken you know uh and and sanders ran, went after her on that issue and obviously he was ready on that you could tell that she was ready on guns she rattled off all these different things that uh, that he had backed over the years and it's clear to me that she is trying to outmaneuver him on the gun issue and then hope that uh, some of those other things don't really play too badly for her, uh, you know, on, on the base of the campaign. Yeah, she says Bill is going to play a prominent role in her administration. She said that over the weekend. I know how much money influences political decision making. What an admission that is. Well, Sanders uh, circled back to that over and over again, as he has in every debate. I mean, for him, one of the big things, and it may not be the biggest thing for a lot of voters, out there, but one of them is reform of how money is raised and then spent for political runs. And, you know, for him, it's a big, big deal, and he can tie that right to her and those speeches to Goldman Sachs and others. All right, let's go to the the Trump cruise battle. And, you know, I pointed this out at the beginning of the program today is that when you're two weeks out of Iowa, it is going to be, and and when you're a week out of New Hampshire and a week into South Carolina, and then when you're he heading into the SEC primary after Nevada, it is this is going to be the time where the gloves are off. This is now MMA 
This is going to be throwing wild punches, and it's it's look, it's just inevitable. I mean, go back to John McCain and and George W. Bush. Yeah, but we haven't even gotten to that point yet. I mean, you know yeah, what we've had was so pretty far nasty been, going into yeah, South is, Carolina. Yeah, this has been pretty timid. We're not leaving flyers on windshields yet about, uh, you know, uh, 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 illegitimate children of another race or anything like that. So far, uh, it's obvious to me that from the debate last week and then over the weekend that Cruz has gotten under the skin of Trump. And, you know, it was uh, I don't know if you saw his speech, uh, Trump's speech to I this did. Tea Party group in Myrtle Beach. He got booed. And for 45 minutes, he's going through his regular speech. And then if you watch it, he picks up his speech, he folds it in half, and he sticks it in his, you know, opens his jacket up, and puts it in his jacket pocket there. And then he does a 45-second rant on Cruz. And there were a lot of Cruz people there, and they started booing and heckling him and everything like that. And, you know, this, it, it only sort of redoubles what I heard from Cruz voters that I interviewed last week. And that they feel like, it's not that they don't like Trump or anything like that, but they feel like that their man, that Cruz, is a more consistent conservative who has the record to back that up, and they don't feel that from Donald Trump. I, th I, I, I think it goes deeper than that. I think there is, in the minds of conservatives, the feeling that Cruz has been there for them, and maybe some even that support Trump, and they don't like the personal attacks against Cruz, where they were fine with it against Jeb Bush, or Ben Carson, or Marco Rubio. Uh, it seems that Cruz, because he took on the establishment, is hated by the establishment. It's interesting that, that Trump is making such a big deal about, well, nobody likes him. Well, nobody likes Trump either in the establishment. They hate both of them. Well, and, and really interesting, and it goes to what was uh, going on last Which makes week, me like them both more, by the way. <laughs> is that Trump is not going after Cruz on issues. You know, other mm -hmm. than the birther issue, there's no it's not like we're having a debate on education or when to use the military or how much to spend on this program or that program. It's just things like he's a nasty man. Nobody likes him. You know, things like that. Uh, you give money to Cruz and you get whatever the hell you want, that kind of thing. So that, I think aggravates some of those cruise people who feel like hey wait a second this guy has been there he's been in the trenches he's done all the work you're not going after him on any issue per se did just. you see mark levin's friendly note to trump yeah. on this yeah look um i mean talk radio has been a cheerleader for trump whether or not you guys endorsed him or anything like that you've been a cheerleader for him you know what i don't like that characterization you know why because we've been fair to donald trump I and didn't I think, say and it, that you said anything bad. I just think that you have, you've buoyed him, you've backed him in a way to, you know, sort of well, encourage let me, let me him. take issue in, in, with you again, because I have offered as much airtime to every candidate on radio and TV. Some take advantage of it. Others don't. That's their problem if they don't. And yeah, I, it's and like I would, John Kasich after the debate last Thursday again. He didn't want to talk to me again for some yeah, reason. I mean, I'm not, you I'm know, not sure it, what that, it is. Like, for example, Donald Trump wants to be on TV at least once a week. And, he, and Ted Cruz wants to be on once a week. And they want to be on radio uh, maybe once a week every two weeks. And uh, we put them on. And Rand Paul takes full advantage of it. And Marco takes pretty good advantage of it. Uh, some of these other candidates, Ben Carson takes advantage of it. You know, and I, I will tell you that there are other campaigns that don't get back to you. They don't return calls. They're too busy. They can't make it work. And I'm like, all right, that's your problem. But I, but what I would say is, I, th I also give my opinion. I do believe that Donald Trump would secure the border, uh, and I believe Ted Cruz would secu secure the border. I do believe that both of them would have a far better economic plan for the country uh, than what Hillary Clinton 
is offering. I mean, the one thing that really stood out last night is how Hillary wrapped herself around Barack Obama. And I yeah, she really did. I mean, it, you know, for the, obviously the the GOP has been looking to put the label on her of you know Obama's third term, and she has not finessed her way uh, away from that at all. I mean, last night she was definitely standing by it. I, I personally, I sort of thought when listening to her go after Bernie Sanders about his new plan on health care that it was almost like a Republican argument. You know, you can't do this unless you raise taxes on the middle class, that kind of thing. I mean, she was really going after him on that in that way. Uh, the, the numbers have come out. The ratings were actually in. And I think this I didn't is, see them. What were they? They were over 10 million. So it's second only to that first Democratic debate out in Vegas, which was on a Tuesday. So I think Sunday is not as bad. Sunday night. It's not Saturday as bad night, as their typical Saturday night. Saturday night, night is against a wasteland. football. It's yeah, a total and, wasteland. Who's going to go home? Oh, I got to see Hillary tonight, Martha. Martha. And actually, the Republicans will have one in New Hampshire. Their last debate yeah. in New Hampshire is that Saturday night before the election. Day. Is that right? That yeah, means I that, probably that's have to work. Of, it's always been that way in New Hampshire. Uh, the one in Iowa is going to be on a Thursday night, the 28th. Yeah, that's the Fox News Channel debate. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this Iranian deal. You know, Obama's patting himself on the back, but Obama gave Iran a, a pass on a nuclear test to keep these negotiations on track. And more importantly, the money's now being transferred. $150 billion transferred to a group of people, radical Islamic mullahs. Uh, John Kirby, the State Department spokesman, was on TV with me last week. He admitted they're state sponsors of terror. He admitted that they're fighting proxy wars, that they fought them against Israel and us in Iraq. And yet we're giving them, and they burned our flag and the Israeli flag during negotiations. They said the destruction of Israel is non-negotiable, and they chanted death to America, and Obama gave them $150 billion. Well, How remember, it's not not, remember, it's not our money. It is their money. It's been held up in the right. banks. So it's not coming out of our tax dollars. Jamie, like Jamie but I, Obama released $150 sure. billion that radical Islamic mullahs will use to continue uh, to foment terror around no, the world. You're absolutely right. And and I'm, I'm just fascinated by the, the divide on this between the two parties. And you could see it demonstrated in the debates the last couple of days, because for, for the Democrats, this was the right move, that diplomatic... Uh, efforts were much better than maybe going to war uh, for the Republicans. This has just been idiocy since the beginning. And I don't think there's any better evidence of how the two sides look at something like this, see it in a much, much different light than this Iran story. And, you know, I, I don't I don't see any any ways that we're going to get on sort of the same political page about this anytime soon. By the way, Cruz has been really hammering Hillary Clinton, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. Well, I think the New York values thing works for him. I do, too. Outside of New York, it works. I mean, to me, it's 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 you're, you're beating up on liberal big city liberals. I mean, what could be a better target for the, yeah. the Republicans? And the way he's now that? spun it, I apologize to the millions of New Yorkers <laughs> who have been let down by liberal politicians. I apologize to the hardworking men and women of the state of New York who've been denied jobs because of Governor Cuomo won't allow fracking. I apologize to all the pro-life, pro-marriage, pro-Second Amendment New Yorkers who are told by Governor Cuomo they have no place in New York because that's not who New Yorkers are. Listen, I think that uh, uh, Ted Cruz really could have awakened on Friday morning, the day after the debate, and looked at himself in the mirror and thought, you know what? 
I can go toe to toe with Ted Cruz uh, with uh, with Donald Trump. Not only can I go toe to toe with Donald Trump, I can win those arguments against Donald Trump. And I, I think that's really. Um, but why, you know, he, I don't think he doubted that going into that debate. I don't either. But I do think that at some point you had to do that if you're going to like try to win and not just sort yeah, of ride look, in there. And Trump two. doesn't need debates. As a matter of fact, for him at a debate, the best strategy is probably running out the clock. He gets all the free media you could ever want. Every tweet yeah. he sends out is picked up. He sends out Instagram though, videos is, that are picked up. So the, the, the free media becomes less and less important now as we get into these last two weeks. Well, because, because of the ads. Well, no, not because of the ads, because of the local variety of the election that we're moving into. It's, again, as I said at the top, it's less the national stuff. And now are you making it in the NAS, you know, the NASA Telegraph? Are you making it in the local paper in Iowa? Right, let's go through two scenarios. Hampshire? If uh, if Ted Cruz wins Iowa or if yes. Trump wins Iowa well, or Trump if it's wins Iowa, I think that you think it's over. At, I don't think it's over. But I think if he wins in New Hampshire, it will become very, very difficult to stop him. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that, too. I think that's probably why Trump is fighting so hard for Iowa. He's not denying it either. I say, you know, he could go out and, and downplay expectations, which I think maybe the Trump campaign is building up too high. Now, you look at uh, his schedule. And to me, I always like to say this. The schedule tells a story. Trump is in Iowa on Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, he, he obviously sees it as very, very important. Yeah, clearly. Uh, all right. So what other news do we have today? What else is going on in Washington? Uh, well, it's a federal holiday today, so obviously not that much going on. Speaking of Trump, he was in Virginia today. He was down at Liberty University, and he first he, he spoke there. I, I swear it was almost like an endorsement from Jerry Falwell Jr. today, if you have a chance to watch I it. I saw it. I mean, it almost something. sounded like an endorsement, right? Yeah, it was, it was all but saying the only thing that was lacking there was go to the polls and vote for Donald Trump. It was interesting. By the way, Trump, he, he couldn't do that, I would assume. because yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it sounds uh, like he endorsed him. It, it, I mean, it was all but an endorsement. I'm not saying he is endorsing. I'm just saying it was very favorable to Trump. But yeah. what was interesting was here was Trump in a very religious setting at a religious school, you know, the appeal to the evangelical vote and everything. Trump didn't dress it up and try to play Mr. Religion or anything like that. He just gave his basic stump speech. I had to really laugh when he I think he said the word hell more often than he said Bible or anything or God or anything like that. I mean, you know, it's again, it's Trump. He doesn't care. That's just it's what's coming out from him. He has two. He's another event like this this week. Not only was he at Liberty today, he's going to Oral Roberts, Oral right? Roberts mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Yeah. So it's obvious he is making a play for that religious conservative you know, Republican voter that is out there and that could be oh so important in Iowa, especially. Well, the timing from, from his perspective couldn't be better. No doubt oh, about yeah. it. All right, Jamie, very exciting. We're two weeks till uh, Iowa. We're now 14 days away to the Iowa caucuses. Thank you, sir. It's the best time and no more polls, no more theories. We finally let the vote. Yeah, no, I agree. Choice. I mean, we'll get some more polls between now sure, and then sure. and maybe get a flavor of what, what to expect. But you know what? At the end of the day, 14 nights from now, we'll know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is more. Well, maybe not. Remember last time, <laughs> yeah, well, Rick Santorum really yeah, won. Yeah, that's right. But Three in the morning still yeah. up and not figured out exactly. No, they we'll didn't figure it out for seven days for poor Rick Santorum. <laughs> Even longer, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jamie, thank you. See you, Sean.